This is the Tiger Kickoff Podcast with your hosts, Emily Liker, Callum McAndrew, and Wilson Moore. Welcome to the first episode of the 2021 Tiger Kickoff Podcast. My name's Emily Liker. I'm Callum McAndrew. I'm Wilson Moore. And we are your Columbia, Missourian, Mizzou football beat writers for this season. And guys, we just had an SEC opener this past weekend. We got to go to Lexington. Wilson, tell us a little bit about how that game went. How that game went? Well, if you're listening to this podcast, I assume you know Missouri lost, but very, very strange game. A lot of different things going on. I think you could definitely make the case Missouri was very badly outplayed and was a little lucky to um, be in the game as long as it was. Um, it uh, caught some breaks, a big fumble, um, UK on the goal line. Um Connor Bazelak was able to march down end of the half that swung um, the halftime score from about to be 28-7 to to 21-14 still in the game. I think Mizzou made enough plays to keep themselves in the game, but like Eli Drinkwitz said at his uh, presser the other day, they needed one more play, and they never got that one more play. I know something you said to me during the game, too, was you were like, it doesn't really feel, or maybe it was after the game, but you're like, it doesn't actually feel like they battled back and like everyone kept on being like, oh, yeah. they really battled back to stay in it. Like, I would tend to agree with that. And like, Callum and I also, while you were busy trying to figure out which gamer you were going to use, made a couple of comments to each other like, is this game actually happening right now? Because it truly like, it didn't feel like it was a close it game. It felt like a fever dream. <laughs> I mean, like at, at some point in the fourth quarter, it really felt like it was sitting there and it just wasn't happening. I mean, Daniel Parker scored twice. I mean, there was just nothing was making sense at all at any point. And then suddenly we're one Chris Abrams drain, uh, block kick, uh, return away from send that to overtime. That just, I, I, I wasn't quite sure what was happening at any point. That That is one play that has gotten a little swept under the rug in the, mm-hmm. in the last couple of days that um, what was huge. Just, I mean, there's nothing Abrams Drain could have done about it. I don't. I don't think that ball is bouncing. You know, footballs are shaped weird. They bounce weird. He just couldn't get a clean handle on it, trying to scoop it up. But if he had, he's a very fast guy. There was no one between him and the end zone. We we were one uh, friendly hop to Abrams Drain away from seeing that game going to overtime and seeing your head explode. As well, <laughs> I think. Like, I, I do think I, Wilson would have had like a conniption. I, I think we would have had to call the ER. I think we would have. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Not an easy game to write. <laughs> that that you're right though. Like I don't feel like anyone really talked about that in the moment or like even afterwards. Like it didn't get really brought up in the presser at all or like anything like that. And I personally, I think I was tweeting when it happened. So I looked up and like saw the ball bouncing, mm-hmm. but I was kind of like, Oh, what's going on? And then I was like, Oh, they didn't get it. So I'm pretty whatever. sure I heard like a muffled scream from somewhere in the press box <laughs> just as that as soon as the field goal got blocked, just somewhere in the background. It was just ah, Yeah. Just... I mean when you have like thirty people on deadline yeah. in a building and yeah. something crazy like that happens late in the game, it's yeah. it's not super great. But I mean, in terms of like what Missouri did do right, they did wrong. I mean the Rushing defense, I think, is something we've all talked about was really atrocious. And that's like, I don't know. It was just, it was really bad. I have some fun numbers here. Some fun numbers. All right. All right. Now, this is going to turn into a little bit of a game. All right. Uh, There are 127th of 130 FBS schools in rushing defense. They've allowed 253.5 yards per game in their opening two. Can you name 
the three teams that are behind them. Oh. FPS? Yep. UConn's got to be behind them. They are not. Ooh. Oh. Um. Vanderbilt. You wish. Really? Eli Drinkwitz wishes. No, Vanderbilt are better on the rush. Can we get like? Can we get like a hint? Are they like? Pow- they're probably not Power Five. They're not great. I don't think any of us are gonna guess. Just I think I think you're right. FBS. Okay, <laughs> I will give you them. Charlotte. Okay, that's fair. Oof. Western Kentucky, and big shout out to South Florida, who are dropping three twenty eight a game through Ooh. two games. As those are good seven hundred and fifty six yards. Yeah, good numbers. Good. I I, th- I think that brings up um. An interesting point. I mean, it's only two games into the season, but do we think that was more Missouri's rushing defense or Kentucky's offense? Because Kentucky, you know, they have a great running back, and um, Chris Rodriguez, Wandale Robinson made a great play, and they have, I think, the best offensive line in the SEC. So do we, do we think it was more Missouri, more Kentucky, a combination of both? It's got to be both, right? Yeah, I mean, because they also didn't have great rush defense against Central Michigan. Like, Certainly it was slightly better, but that's because Central Michigan was worse. So, like, also, like, I don't know, after SEMO this week, I don't know that we get, they get another, like, difficult or an undifficult opponent. Like, like I don't know. Like, after SEMO, it's kind of like actual teams that will probably give them a decent run for their money. So, like, I don't think they can, I don't know. Am I making sense? No, no, yeah. Apart I from mean, the words undifficult. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from that. <laughs> been a long morning yeah. you know <laughs> no yeah i think uh i think it really i think it played into kentucky's hands a lot that missouri's biggest weakness one of their biggest weaknesses was also one of kentucky's biggest strengths yeah i mean another thing another thing that was a big difficulty and that i wrote about was the third downs i mean again another thing that was week one to week two very little progress i mean like i said when we did our tv thing yesterday it's I do feel like it's hard to judge. I said they slightly improved, but I think like ultimately they just had different different sets of third third downs because I like looked at looked into it and so like in week 1 against Central Michigan, they were 0 and 8 on attempts that were 9 or more yards. So like they had eight third and long attempts and they didn't get any of them and Is that, that was, good? Is... No, that's oh, all right. that's horrible. Uh <laughs> And then they had, like, one third and short attempt, and they made that. And then it was kind of like the reverse against Kentucky, where they had uh, five attempts on third and long, and they got two of them, and they were four and five on third and short. So they had more of those opportunities at the shorter distance, which is obviously going to be easier. Like, I mean, you're looking at handing the ball off to Tyler Beatty as opposed to, like, needing to find a receiver probably on, like, a third and long scenario. So, I don't know. what I don't feel like you guys have shared your thoughts on the third down as much, and I've been very vocal about it. So, I'm curious if you think it's, like, actual improvement or if it was just a fluke. This is, like, your hill, I think. This <laughs> yeah. Is like, this, is, this is your thing about Missouri. During the Kentucky is... game, I was, like, I might make third downs my personality. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh. I don't know. Oh, how, what would that look like? Well, you know, like the people who are always like, oh, they should always go for two. I feel like yeah. that would be oh, my right. thing. Is You're like, an always onside kick. No, but, well, no, not but, like, an, but that kind that of kind person. Of, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. All right. I like that. All right. Yeah. But do you feel like the third down's a problem or? Yes. Just, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, no, there's a reason it's becoming your personality. I think 
Um, I th to me, like the problem is that they're just leaving themselves too many third downs. Uh, you know, specifically against Kentucky. Um, Kentucky had 33 minutes of the 60 minutes of the possession. They left themselves 12 three downs. That's about one every two minutes and 45 seconds, if my math checks out, which it might not. Uh, but uh, Missouri had 15 third downs in their 27 minutes. That's one every every minute and 50 seconds they are leaving themselves a third down, more or less. And that's just not sustainable. Not sustainable in the SEC. Not sustainable against Central Michigan. It's just not good. I know something that also came up on Twitter during the Kentucky game because I was watching things people. things that come up on Twitter. Oh, the things that come up on Twitter. But was like people got like decently angry that Drinkwitz wasn't going for it on a couple fourth downs. Like I think there was like a fourth and one or a fourth and four or something like that where it was at a kind of critical point in the game that they probably should have gone for it. And like, oh, well, you turned the ball over. Kentucky was going to score anyway probably versus – potentially make it i mean what are your guys' stance on like fourth down conversions and going for it when it's that short my first thought is on uh, what people get angry at um including press box photos apparently that's just <laughs> as an aside um <laughs> i don't know like were, were any of those fourth downs even really manageable there, there was Weren't definitely a couple like four and middle fourth and middle like they were they weren't short uh, yeah i mean they went for a one, yeah. and they didn't get it. Yes. They've gone for one in both games yes. so far and have not gotten either. But, I mean, like, when you're when the game is that close and you're – I don't know. I feel like you have to go for it. Like, even if it's, like, five yards. I mean, I would say, yeah, probably not above five yards. You're going to go for it on a fourth down. But, like, if you're at, like, fourth and four and you have, like, Tyler Beatty, who, granted, didn't have, like, a super phenomenal game against Kentucky but was still rushing well – like, why would you not just try and hand it off to him? I don't know. <laughs> I, th I, th I thought I thought there were a lot of reasons Missouri lost that game. I thought there were a lot of different reasons you could point to. And maybe you could look at, you know, playing it a little more conservatively on fourth down. I'm sure the, num the numbers, I don't know exactly what they are. I know a lot of times when you're in that area of the field, the numbers point to going for it. But I think if you're if you were to make, you know, if you're making a power rankings of why Kentucky won, why Missouri got outplayed, I think that would be very far down if it if it made the list at all. I would agree with that. I just think conversions are my thing now, so <laughs> oh, yeah, no. we can talk about it a lot. But, I mean, we have heard Drinkwitz talk about this game this week already. Um, what did what did he kind of say in that press conference about what went wrong? Uh, everything was, I think, was more or less the, the synopsis. He wasn't happy with. Well, yes, anything, actually. I think that was, yeah. Did he, I know, like, after the first game, he, like, kind of, like, tried to pin it on himself a little bit and was like, oh, it was my play calling. Like, was that still the same? It seemed like there was a lot less of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he's, uh, I don't think he tried to dwell on Kentucky too much mm -hmm. um, the other day, but it is more an attitude of just next step forward, next step forward. Um, next game, I think the I think the first thing he said when he got to the microphone was "new week, new opportunity." We're focused on Simo. Overall, would you say it was a, a better press conference than Saturday post game, Wilson? Oh yeah, I th I, th I think a Tuesday presser is always going to be better than Saturday. I think you know emotions are running high on Saturday. You know when we talk to someone ten minutes after the game, you know it's a it's an it, after a very just intense three hours. I think you know. Tuesday's always going to be more polished, more, you know, 
having a better idea of what you want to talk about. What was that Saturday press conference like? I wasn't. I was busy trying to navigate getting past the outrushing. Uh, well, yeah, the Russian Kentucky players out. So Wandale Robinson with sunglasses on. That was pretty cool. Um, but I was really trying to see Mark Stoops. But lo and behold, barriers. I can, what was I can that? set set the scene for oh. you. So we're all sitting in our same seats. We've been sitting all game. I would assume so. Yeah. Half of the press box is still trying to like furiously file gamers like last minute. Uh, the Stoops press conference starts playing on the TV. So you can hear it in the background and like vague things are coming through. And the Zoom comes on, everyone's sitting in there. There's like a bunch of people who are obviously not at the game and just on the Zoom. Uh, and Drinkwitz comes in, sits down, looked very distressed, distraught, and just doesn't give an opening statement. And he just goes, we can get questions now. And he was just like, I mean, it's understandable. It was a close loss, but like in some ways I felt like he was acting like it was a blowout, which I guess when you're like, expecting that there's a possibility that you could come out on top then yeah like it hurts the same as a coach but like he was giving very short answers like he was obviously like very upset about the whole situation which again understandable um but it didn't make for very great content in terms of quotes and stuff like that is there a chance that he did think it was a blowout because i know like (laughs) like if i'd been on the sidelines for that i would have needed like a granola bar after watching that that was that was tiring just to be up in the skies for that was yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. He was definitely not happy with it, and I think he, like all coaches do, he was pulling the, we'll have to look at the game film, we'll have to see, like, what went wrong. So, like, it's definitely a better judge of what he thinks of the game, like, yesterday's press press conferences, but, like, I don't know. He was not happy after the game, that's for sure. Hmm. Mark Stoops was. Mark Stoops was. When How I did finally the Stoops got press there. conference go? What yeah, he's kind of funny. He's kind of funny. Um... He was oddly critical of Chris Rodriguez, which mm. is, which I thought was a wild stance to take. I was in there, was like, I'm not happy about him not getting that. that I think there was other things on his mind when he went in for, when he had that fumble. I was like, was it the three touchdowns he'd already scored? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Uh, yeah, no, but he was he was pretty happy. I think like that was a good win for them. Um, and that's it's kind of like justification of how good that three is now Levis, Rodriguez and uh, Robinson that's I mean they're they're kind of underrated right now I think I know I know they're not in it this week I'm Kentucky might be a top 25 team in a week or two I, they, Interesting. Am, am I way off base there okay. no I could see it who would be um, better than that have they that's... I mean Missouri's been getting votes so I'm sure Kentucky's getting votes yeah. or Missouri had one in the preseason yeah. one Oh yeah like yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah zero or whatever they I think they got it. one they got a couple in the coaches poll I don't know about the yeah. AP but the coaches poll they got a couple after Central Michigan I don't know but here I'll just make this a prediction Kentucky will Ooh. be in the top 25 at some point this season I think they're I just they're a very solid team they don't have they don't have a lot of weaknesses and I think that'll take you really far Kentucky it did get 50 votes in the coaches poll. Um, How many did they need to get in? The 50. No, uh, no. I don't know how many. They oh, in the coach. In. Sorry, I thought you were yeah, on yeah, the yeah. people. The lowest. Oh, the lowest uh, points. I think it said 180. So they were probably pretty off. Oh, okay. Um, AP isn't low. Oh, there it goes. I would guess. I would. I would think that's a safe bet. Who's their? Who's Kentucky's next? Do we know next up? That's a good question. Because I think it would depend a lot. Like, if they have, like, a SEMO-type team playing them this week, then, yeah, they're probably going to blow them out and could make a case. But And that that feels like a good transition. Oh. We've 
Or you got something, Cal? No, I've just figured out who Kentucky have. They have the Chattanooga Choo Choo. They are they are going down to Southern Tennessee. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're staying at home. Never mind. Don't listen to me ever. But in any case, I think that's a good transition to um, speaking of SEMO. That is Missouri's uh, Missouri's opponent this week. I guess just um, do you have any initial thoughts um, going into this week? I'm very intrigued by the fact that they all keep, like, all, they being all the players, keep tweeting beat SEMO. Like, they're taking it really seriously, which, like, props to them. I think, like, I don't know, all of us have been pretty jokey about it, which, I don't know. I guess you never know what's going to happen in a football game, but it feels like this will probably be a pretty easy one for Missouri. Like, I can't see SEMO giving them a run for their money, really, at all. Um, well, I think that this isn't rec league. This is college football, and the best 11 players are going to play. The guys who give us the best chance to win. It's SEMO. Come on. It's, let's not the, be ridiculous here. The, the first part of that, for those who did not know, is a direct quote from Eli Drinkwitz. But, I mean, in, in a weird way, I get it. Like, I know we joke about how, you know, SEMO's FCS. Last time they played Mizzou, Mizzou won 50 to nothing. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you, I get it. Like, you, you can't. As tempting as it is, you know, I get you got to do something to keep your team focused to uh, um, keep your, uh, you know, keep your guard up because these things do happen. You know, Drinkwitz talked the other day about, you know, he put a uh, the list of every uh, FCS team that has beaten an FBS team this year in every player's locker. And sure, that's kind of funny, gimmicky, whatever, but I get it in a weird way like it. I get that you have to do something. I don't. <laughs> I uh, uh, would. Would we all like to hear some SEMO stats? Well, I was gonna read the scores from their last. Oh two, yeah, two do weeks that. First. Do that. So yeah. week one, they played Southern Illinois, uh, lost forty-seven to twenty-one, and then Close. week two, they played um, Sam Houston State, and really they lost team. fifty-two to fourteen. So less close. Not not super great scores from either of those games against opponents that are not nearly as poised as Missouri. So, uh, what are the other stats? I have a feeling I know why that they've given it. What is that, 47 and 52? Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, points. Why they're giving up, why they've given up 99 points. Uh, total defense in the FCS. Anyone want to hazard a guess where in the 114 teams Seymour are? I've been very bad at guessing One, these so far. 13. Ooh, not bad. 111. 111th, giving up 557 yards a game. It's not great. But credit where credit is due, they have blocked a kick. Haven't they blocked, like, there was some stat They've blocked 12. Not kicks, punts, whatever. (laughs) They have blocked 12 of them in the last three years. And if you thought that was just a 2019 and 2020 thing, you thought wrong. They are carrying that. They have got one blocked kick so far this season. By the way, shout out to Delaware State in the FCS. They've got four. In two four weeks. in two games. That that special teams coordinator deserves a yeah. promotion. Yeah, maybe to SEMO. How do you maybe. think Harrison Mevis would react to getting a, a block kick? Oh, kick he's, he's, such, he's such a rock. I don't think that would. It would never happen. I don't happen. think that would. Really? You don't but think if if it did, like I don't he is way too confident and poised and like he's um I don't think that would bother him. What about McKinnis? McKinnis? Ooh. Like do you think we 
Do you think he's running back to try and tackle someone if his punt gets blocked? No. I think Mavis flips. I think he flips turns. Out. I think he turns into like a veteran linebacker and just starts hauling. Harrison Mavis does not seem like a guy you would want to be tackled by. No. Which that I can't believe I just said that about a kicker, and <laughs> yeah. he might be one of the only kickers in the country who that rings true. But he he certainly has the frame to knock somebody over. Yeah. What about Simo's yeah. offense? Like, what? I mean, obviously they're not putting up a bunch of points, but are they pass heavy? Are they run heavy? What are we thinking? I have some numbers. <laughs> they are 86th of the 114 teams in the FCS on total offense at 274 and a half yards per game. So basically, like Tyler Beatty has pretty much Tyler Beatty. Yeah. Okay. Do we think? Do we think then? I mean. Tyler Beatty's really shown out in the past two games, and I feel like Missouri's definitely relied on him more than, like, Bazelak's passing game. But Bazelak's passing game hasn't been, like, terrible either. I mean, he hit that 63-yard bomb, bomb to Boo Smith the first snap of season. week one. Yeah, and then against Kentucky, he was, like, pretty decent. I don't remember exactly what his, his numbers were, but do we think Missouri's going to kind of just stick it to the ground and just try and get a lot of points or maybe test out Bazelak's arm a little bit more. Well, to me, this, I mean, this seems like a good week to, like, let Tyler Beatty sleep a little bit, you know? I mean, that guy must be tired. I, I don't think I've ran that much in my life what he's done in these opening two weeks. Um, <laughs> Wasn't that what he said when he came in in his first is it? press conference? Wasn't he, he, he the he one said, that was like, I'm so tired Yeah, right that's now. basically what he said. But w- with that said... um. That is not the tone Eli Drinkwitz has taken nope. this weekend. Um, I, um, I actually I asked him about this on t- on Tuesday because I remember um, after Central Michigan he said uh, Tyler got about five more touches than we were planning on him getting, and obviously they leaned on him a lot in Kentucky. So I said, is there any concern about his workload? You know, I don't think Elijah Young has you know played quite as well as they were hoping. He had his thirty-two yard touchdown. He had hasn't done a lot beyond th- beyond that they're I think they're they haven't really had a very super reliable number two thus far and they've had to go with Beatty a lot so says there any concern about his weight, weight workload and drink said we're, we're trying to go one and oh every week mm-hmm. we're not concerned about two three weeks from now they're thinking about the game that is coming up and in that game their best chance to win comes from letting Tyler Beatty work and getting him the ball in space. So then, what do we think the score prediction? What are we doing for score predictions? Are we doing that now? Yeah, what do you think on the dot? Right now? Yeah. Ooh. Off the top of your um, head, I'm holding you to it. Okay, uh, I'm going to go 49-3. I'm going to go 42-10. Okay. I think... That would be a disaster. Well, I don't know. I think they'll that Missouri will potentially try and get some people late snaps, like second and third string guys. I mean, at some point, Bazelak is going to have to come out for a snap, and you need to see another quarterback in. Like, yes. I don't know that we've seen yeah. any of the other quarterbacks on the field yet. Fun fact, and also a little preview for my preview, coming out in Tiger Kickoff, shameless self-plug right here. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Isn't this entire podcast just a shameless self-plug? More or less, yeah. This is, um, Connor Bazelak got his first minutes against Simo. Hmm. Yeah, there you go. Stat. Yeah, thank you. He came in for the final 19 snaps. Yeah, so that's, the kind of, that's like what I'm envisioning, is that 
Missouri's probably going to be up 35 or more by the end of the third quarter. Why not get some other guys some snaps? You give up a touchdown, oh, well, you've still won. It's not like soccer where it's like how many goals like affect like your standings and stuff like that. So, like, why not get those guys that experience when, like I said, in the coming weeks they're not necessarily going to have games that they can do that with. So, Wilson, score prediction? Um, I'll say 52 to 10. 52 to 10. So you're just going 10 up on me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think – yeah, I think Missouri's offense is a little ahead of its defense. And, yeah, I think that's reasonable. Think that's play, which players do you think will get some minutes? Who are we, who are we thinking here? Um, I want to see more Dom Lovett. Brady Cook will get minutes. Brady Cook? I think Brady Cook will get minutes. Uh, I think so you mentioned Lovett, the yep. receivers. I think it's going to be really interesting watching Mookie Cooper's progression over the right. next few weeks. He was clearly not at 100% for Central Michigan. They got him the ball a couple times. And then we saw a little bit more of him in Kentucky. They sent him downfield. He had, I think, 16-yard reception. I think we're going to just see more bits and pieces of what Mookie Cooper brings to this offense. Yeah, this seems like a good week to do this. I mean, you know, they need need somebody in that receiving room as well to, like, grab a couple couple touchdowns as well. And I think that's Mookie might be the guy, especially on some of those deep routes. Uh, I mean, I would like to see that just to see what he's capable of. We've all heard about it. So... I'm excited to see more Sean Robb. Sean Robinson on defense. I mean, he was just so excited after he got that QB sack in week one. And I think it'd be great to have him out there. I mean, he got to play. He played a decent amount of the Kentucky game. I think he came in pretty early. Um, So on defense, I definitely want to see him. And offense, also a shameless self-plug. I I would like to see Boo Smith get some snaps, considering I spent my entire week writing about him for Tiger kickoff. Uh, a little sneak peek of that. I mean, he boxed, which I think we all found interesting when I shared that that fact. He's supposedly 9-0 as an amateur boxer. I never got to the bottom exactly of if that is a fair classification, that he was actually an amateur boxer, or if he just roughed some guys up in the ring. But Ooh. I did talk to one of his like friends that he spars with a bunch and gets in the ring with and got some pretty good anecdotes from that. So... He he's an interesting dude, and I hope he gets some more some more minutes. I am really excited to read this. It's interesting. <laughs> it's been a lot of work. It's been very stressful. I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and Wilson, you have a story as well, right? I did. I wrote, I wrote about Darius Robinson, who, as far as I know, does not box. I would not get in a ring with him, though. Um, but yeah, he um, he played mostly basketball in high school. His freshman, sophomore year, he had played football as a kid, but he kind of went away from it. Didn't pick it up until his junior year of uh, um, of high school. And he just, he settled right back in. He got a lot of college attention from colleges just because of how big he is and athletic. And towards the end of that, of his high school career, he started piecing it together a little more, the fundamentals. And now, um, yeah, he's he, get, he gets snaps for for Mizzou, he's there. I think last week, ten different defensive linemen got action played, and he got I think some twenty snaps. So it's been a real interesting transition for him. Definitely, and Callum, I know for your next week's story, you're trying to talk to some parents. Oh yes, on Saturday. So if anyone's listening, any football parents or any parents of students yeah. in general, like if you're planning on tailgating coming out, if you have a child. Then I would like to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. Hit up Callum. Yes. Find him on Twitter. Callum, what's your at on Twitter? Uh, at C underscore McAndrew, M-C-A-N-D-R-E-W 95. 
Perfect. Yeah, I, I, I want to hear some travel horror stories. So, or just travel stories. They don't have to be terrible. Um, well, that was weird that I went there first. Bad, bad. Bad travel stories are more fun. They are more fun. They are, especially if they end up okay. Yeah. You know? oh, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I would like your travel stories that were temporarily terrible <laughs> and then ultimately good. Okay. Can we get a repeat of score predictions? And then we have a game to play. Ooh. I'm very excited about. But Callum, your score prediction was? Uh, what was it? 49-3. I was 42 to 10. And I said 52 to 10. Do we get anything if we get it, like, perfect? No, but we will what? find out if we were correct when Missouri and SEMO kick off at 11 a.m. this Saturday at Faroe Field. Yeah. Wilson, tell us what we're doing for this last little bit of the pod. We, we've, got, we've got a game to play. I, I was originally calling it True or False. Emily said it's factor cap because I guess we're getting killed in the 18 to 24 demographic or something. I hate the word cap, just as a, <laughs> a, an aside. Then uh, take it up with Emily. That's but because you're 25, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You're this out is of my the demographic. Yeah, this is my old here. man yelling at cloud moment, and it's the word cap. This is the hill that I will die on. Factor cap, anyway. In, a, in any case, we have five facts about SEMO, about the football team. I will read them off. Emily and Callum will guess whether they are true or false. Factor cap. Okay. All right, let's go. You guys ready? Yep. Okay. For first fact, part of the land on which Simo's campus sits was purchased from a seminary. Is that factor cap? Fact. Ooh, why do you think? Why? Ooh, you went quick on the fact there. I I feel like that makes sense. I don't know. Gut reaction. That's over. Is that okay? Well. I mean, you can be logical you, about you, it. If you you want guys to. can agree too. You don't have to like take alternate sides. You can. I, I, I'm also going to say fact on this one. That is fact. Yes, yeah. look at okay, us. Let's go. Yeah. One and zero. Yeah. Number two, Simo head coach Tom Matukowitz was previously uh, an assistant coach at Davidson University, where he coached with current Mizzou wide receivers coach Bush Hamden. You took so long to get that question out that it makes me think it was a lie. It also seems like way too intricate, though, because it's like there was a lot of you got the specific coach from the from SEMO, then you've got the last school, and then you've also got a Missouri coach that coached there. Like that seems too intricate to be cap. I I think it's I think it's fact. I'm going to go with with begrudgingly cap. It is Cap. Let's go. Bush Hamden coached at Davidson. Tom Matukowitz never did. Okay. Where did Tom Matukowitz coach? He has been at SEMO for eight years, actually. Eight so years? he's been around for a while, yeah. Do you think he inspired the turnaround in blocked kicks? In 2018, SEMO beat Jacksonville State, which ended a 37-game conference winning streak for the Gamecocks. It was the longest conference winning streak in the country at the time. Factor cap. I feel like I remember this. I, f- I feel like it's fact, which I feel like I'm making a bad move picking the same answer every time, but I feel like it's fact. I mean, that process will get you about two and a half every week. <laughs> yeah, so that's, 50-50. So. I mean, that's, that's pretty good. I mean, I'd take that. Um... Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on this one. This seems real. There's, once again, a lot of details in here that it just makes it seem real to me. And that is my analysis of this question. Yes, fact. It is fact. Let's, Let's go. go. Three for three. Three. 
as we all know, Simo's mascot is the uh, is the Red Hawks. Yes. Factor cap, their mascot's name is Randall the Red Hawk. Randall. Uh, I feel like it's. I feel like it's Rudy or something like that. Maybe I'm thinking of some other Red Hawk, but I'm Maybe. going Cap. Maybe. I want to bring in the producers on this one. I would like to phone a friend <laughs> here. Have you a thumbs up or thumbs down, guys? That's a thumbs up. We, oh. we got two thumbs, three yeah. thumbs three up. Thumbs up. <laughs> Four hands on this yeah. side of the room. Three, three thumbs Three thumbs up. went up. Um, yeah, I th- Randall, man, that would be... It's a good name for a Red Hawk. Um... Yeah, yeah, let's go with it. That seems silly enough. It is not true. Oh, no, let's go. It We're is all tied up. It oh, is ra- it is designer. Rowdy the Red Hawk. Rowdy, that's a, oh, which, that's I was a close. Great name Rudy, for, you I were was close. Yeah. And number five, the final question. I feel like we I, have to go opposite on this one. The we live in Missouri, which is known as the the Show Wait, Me what? State. I don't know. Yeah, we're not in Kentucky anymore. <laughs> but Missouri is known as the as the show me state the man often um credited with popularizing that nickname is former SEMO president willard duncan vandiver who in 1899 said i'm from missouri and you've got to show me back to cap could you read it one more time yeah yeah i'm I'm gonna need i'm gonna need and play along at home as well yeah uh how are you doing against me and emily missouri missouri's state's uh, nickname is is the show me state which was popularized by former SEMO president Willard Duncan Vandiver. Great name. In 1899, he said, I'm from Missouri and you've got to show me. What do you have to show me? I think that quote is right, but I am dubious about some of the other facts in there. I feel like William Duncan Vandiver has a name that is like, you know, you know, it's important enough that Missouri would take what he says as gospel. And like, and use that in their state model. I don't know. I think I'm going cap. Okay, I am going. Yeah, I'm gonna go fact here. Oh, I'm nervous. I'm going, come on, William, don't let me down. It's Willard. First Willard. Time. Oh, oh yeah. sorry. I. Oh, <laughs> that's that's even better. My chances just went up about four percent here. And it is a fact. No. Yes. <laughs> yes. I. The the phrasing on that was. Um, was important. He is not the first person to say that. He did not, like, invent the concept of the show-me state, but he was the one who popularized it and is often credited with being the person who made that a thing. So, uh, but I, I do have a question. What, what do you have to show me? What is the... I don't know. I didn't get that just, far. Just show me. Just I, I think it's... You know, I'm not even going to speculate on that. You had to show thing. him something. Oh, that's ominous. It is. Yeah. Yeah, well. Well, thank you, Willard, for letting me win this game. Hey, we'll we'll come back next week. Wilson will get to play a little bit. Yeah, yeah. maybe we'll rope in the producers more. Yeah. Uh, shout out to our producers, Cameron Connor and Logan Franz, um, who, who are one for one, by the way. On, yeah, uh, yeah, they are, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, no, 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 they're one one. No, yes, actually, the only one I got I wrong. Mean, I should never have done that. We're going to never like rope that. them in again. Horrible batting <laughs> average over there behind them. <laughs> studio but um well there you have it folks uh you got our score predictions you got our general predictions for the game and a fun little you got some fun little facts from SEMO and Missouri history and yeah thanks to Wilson for gathering those up mm. um that was fun it was, it was fun. More, I don't like saying the word cap but <laughs> well yeah. sorry okay I accept 
Missouri and SEMO will kick off at 11 a.m. this Saturday at Furrow Field, and we will be back with you next week to preview the Week 4 game, which will be against Boston College. Again, we're the Columbia Missourian Mizzou football beat writers. I'm Emily Liker. I'm Colin McAndrew. I'm Wilson Moore. And this has been the first episode of the Tiger Kickoff Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Tiger Kickoff Podcast. Be sure to catch us next week at ColumbiaMissourian.com or wherever you get your podcasts.